0: Hello everyone, this is Omar Lyles from Agape Love Network, and we're here tonight with a special guest, and her name is Therese Shirell, and she's a published author, and she is also a life coach. And by the way, my name is Omar from Agape Love Network, I am the founder and CEO, and tonight we are going to be talking about how to be more optimistic about relationships how to be more optimistic about relationships, okay, about failed relationships. (laughs) So um, the first of all, as I get actually into this interview, I would like her to just introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are.
1: I am Terry Sherell, author, speaker, and certified life coach. I am a native of New Orleans, Louisiana. I am a mother, a minister, elect, I am also a relationship coach, and I am the co editor of QRTM, Queen's Rising the Movement magazine. Mm-hmm. I am the Louisiana stakeholder for my sister code organization. I am active in my church, the City of Love, here in New Orleans, and I am also in some other
0: fraternal and social organizations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, before we actually get into everything else, tell us a little bit about what is a relationship coach. A relationship coach is a person, a
1: coach that helps you to get better in your relationship. So they help you to understand yourself and they help you to understand your relationship so that you can engage in healthy relationships more meaningful relationships so they work with singles and they can work with couples it just depends on you know what avenue they want to go in but they really help you understand the things that are not working and the things that are working in relationships so that you can get better so if you are a single then you may want to get some tips on dating you know or how to date or how to prepare yourself to date things that you can do in your singleness that will prepare you for that relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are married, Mm -hmm. they can help you if there are any conflict resolutions or issues that you are having conflicts with, they can Mm -hmm. help you, you know, sort out those issues um, so to speak. So we do a wide variety of things. My specialization now um, I'm single, so I can't, (laughs) I don't feel comfortable. I wouldn't feel comfortable um, being a relationship coach to a married couple. So now mm-hmm. singles, um, you know, are couples that are dating or Christian dating, um, in mm-hmm. that aspect is I can relate to them because we are all pretty much on the same journey as it mm-hmm. relates to being single. And I can share some strategies and techniques on what they can do now to make sure first they are ready and healthy themselves and whole. So
0: when they get mm-hmm. in the relationship, they'll bring that with them. Awesome. And that's why I pretty much that's why I actually connected with you, because um, even though I'm certified as a life coach, my um, my ideal uh, basically was to pitch actually to people. Who were who were actually single, and maybe some of those, some of those who are actually couples as well. So that's why I felt like we had a had a connection in that specific area. So when you think about this topic, what what did it come to you? What did you have in mind when you first heard about the topic that we're going to be discussing tonight?
1: Well, I thought about optimism, you know, having a positive outlook, and I know from experience, as I'm sure you do. When we go through things in relationships and relationships that fail or don't work out the way we want, I don't want to say, see it as a failure because mm-hmm. I say no loss losses, just lessons learned. So I see it as a relationship that didn't work out the way that I wanted, but there was mm-hmm. still a lesson to be learned from it. And I know that sometimes it makes us a little hesitant and skeptical toward mm-hmm. future relationships because we're sometimes stuck, you know, in what did. Or did not work in that particular one, especially if it was one that we wanted. So sometimes we allow ourselves to get a little stuck and we don't see the bigger picture or we don't really have a positive outlook on future relationships because when we get in them, we kind of, you know, self sabotage ourselves and compare mm. the relationship to the old relationship. So mm. kind of go into it with a somewhat pessimistic outlook, if I can say that, because it's like we want it to work, but at the same time, we have this persona that if it doesn't, oh, okay, you know, it doesn't matter. We have this hard exterior because we really do want the relationship to work. That's why we want to be in it. But because we were hurt by the previous relationship, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, if it works, cool. If it don't,
0: cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now, uh, what, are, are there any qual- what are the qualities of actually having Or being in a a healthy relationship because we know that there are a lot of people who have breakups, they have divorces, um, and somehow their relationships really just aren't working out. So what are the qualities of having or being inside of a uh, healthy relationship?
1: Well, I would say that while all relationships are not created equally, Mm -hmm. each one has the power to teach us about life, ourselves, and others. So with relationships, there is no one-size-fits-all approach. You know, it's kind of do what's right for you because you acknowledge that what's right for my relationship may not be right for yours. Yeah. But in my book, Live, Learn, Love with an Open Heart, Life Lessons on Cultivating Healthy and Meaningful Relationships,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. chapter
1: five, I do speak about the basic elements and components of what constitutes healthy, meaningful relationships. Mm-hmm. So in it, I address factors such as communication effective communication. We're going to differentiate because communication is one thing, but we want to make sure that we are engaging in effective communication. So that's more than just talking and listening. It's actively listening and engaging, you know, what the other person is saying. It's making sure that we are mindful of our nonverbal signals because it's not just, you know, what we hear. It's the things that we don't do, like being on a cell phone or, you know, watching TV or, Focusing our attention on other things outside of what, you know, our partner or spouse is saying to us. So that's a nonverbal body language. That's sucking your teeth and rolling your eyes. You know, the Mm -hmm. things we don't really think about. That's a part of communication as well. So Mm -hmm. along with that, I think about respect, honesty, trust, loyalty, commitment, sacrifice, common values, forgiveness. So the list can go on and on. And like I stated, all relationships are not created equally, but I believe that's a, you know, that's a pretty strong foundation of what most people want or need in their relationship.
0: Mm. So how can we, um, even though a lot of relationships, um, uh, pretty much basically what you were talking about, um, and that all relationships aren't aren't equal or anything like that. But when people have, when people who are, were in relationships previously, how do they actually learn? Uh, from their failures, or how could they be optimistic about their failures going into new, going into a new relationship?
1: I think it's partially and probably a huge majority of the mindset. And you know, people have different perspectives on things. So for me, I try to look at the bigger picture and there are several mm-hmm. things that I take into consideration. I look at the reason, season and lifetime of people. Because we know mm-hmm. that people come into our lives for different reasons, yeah. seasons, or a lifetime. So I make sure that the category that they are meant to be in is the category that they are in. And oftentimes we have problems because we try to place people in categories that they don't fit in. Because mm-hmm. we have a history with them. Because we mm-hmm. have a child with them. Because have a previous relationship, we want to make them a lifetime when they may have only been a reason or a seasonal. Yeah. So, you know, that's one aspect of it, you know, making sure that, and like I said, it's a mindset thing. Most people aren't going to think about it like that. Mm -hmm. It's also for me, all relationships are lessons and blessings, even Mm -hmm. the ones that don't work out. So it's a lesson or a blessing. So Mm -hmm. when you're in the relationship, you know, it may not be easy to see what it is at that moment because you're in it. But if it's a relationship that fails or doesn't last or doesn't achieve the goal you want, Then when you step back from it, then you can see, you know, what did and didn't work. The things Mm -hmm. that you did or did not do. And Mm -hmm. there's no relationship manual. You know, I mean, a how to. You learn this stuff pretty much by trial and error. You know, you've been in a relationship and you figured it out along the way. I've been in a relationship and I figured, okay, this worked for this relationship, but it doesn't really work for that one. So that's what I say when I mean there's a no size fits all. You know, you just have to do what works. But that entails having that communication with your partner to know what they do and do not want or do or do not like. It's also about being accountable, you know, to the process and allowing yourself to flow in the relationship. So sometimes when, they, you know, we're not too optimistic about it because then we start thinking about what went wrong instead of what went right. So Mm -hmm. for me, when you change your mindset. When you change the way you view yourself and your relationships, even when they fail or end, there's still something that you learn from it. There's still Mm. something that you brought to it or got from it. So that's what you take into the, you know, the future relationship. You take those lessons, you take those good pieces and that can help you in your future relationship.
0: Mm. You know, I I, I personally. Um, I know that, you know, um, I've been in relationships where I know where I failed at. So, how could I be more optimistic about a relationship, um, you know, for the future? You know, because like, how can I be optimistic about a relationship knowing that I've known that I have failed in a past relationship? You know, am I being um, unrealistic about doing that?
1: I would say no you are not unrealistic about it and i don't want to say you failed i don't i don't i don't want to say you failed at it i'm just going to say that it was a process and that you learned you know you learned some things because you go through them so yeah. during that process during that relationship you learn things you grew you matured in some ways hopefully <laughs> that's the that's yeah. the goal to get better and i don't really want to see it as a failure but for me it's It's an area that you need to work on. So, okay, maybe I fell, in your words, fell with this and this relationship. So now you know what you need to work on. So take that time while you're by yourself, while you're refocusing, while you're getting to know you and what makes you happy and then getting back to that place and space that you have, work on those things. So when you get to the next relationship, it won't be that thing. If you mm-hmm. fail at something, it won't be that same thing. You know, yeah. so mm-hmm. make sure that you're using the lessons that you've learned and take them with you. You know, don't just say, Oh, I failed at, at communication and you get to the new relationship and you're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. No, you want to be more open-minded. You mm-hmm. want to contact me, a relationship coach, to help you not make the
0: same mistakes in the new relationship that you made in a previous one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I see a lot of times. A lot of times, people go through that cycle over and over and over and over and over again. You know, it's like they jump from one relationship and then they get to another, and they just be failing, and failing, and breaking up, and failing and failing and failing. It's a never, never ending thing because people never really learn from their relationships, and they never really learn from their space. from From their um, they never really learn from the mistakes that they have committed in the past. Yeah. So, um. Are there any kind of way that a person can make steps uh, when it comes down to making it right, you know, for themselves and choosing a right person or the right kind of person that they should actually go out with? Mm. Is
1: there a right kind of way or is there some steps that they can use when choosing a partner? Is yeah. that more of it?
0: Yes, yeah. Yeah.
1: that's a little bit more. <laughs> okay, so I would say, first of all, the person has to know themselves. Now, you know, if, if you want to take a quiz or a survey or questionnaire or something like that, you can. But for me, it's about knowing who you are. It's mm-hmm. about knowing what you do and don't want. So in the book, I share my triple A method. And it's yeah. called Acknowledge, Accept, and Adjust it's my Mm triple a method and this is a period of time that you really reflect and self-evaluate so Mm -hmm. during this time during this process there are some questions that's a three-step process you know there are some questions that you need to ask yourself um during this process to get a better idea of where you are at that moment and where you're trying to go and Mm -hmm. that can be you know for yourself or in the relationship i read i recommend you do it, you know, for yourself. It's self-evaluation and reflection, but just because you do it for yourself, you don't have to do it by yourself. And that speaks to the support system that Mm -hmm. you'll have with your partner, with your family, friends, or whoever your support system is. So Mm -hmm. the first thing you must do in any 12-step or any AA program is to acknowledge. So we're going to acknowledge that there is an area of deficiency or a lack or a need that, you know, that must be fulfilled or that you need to work on in order to get better. Yeah. So during mm-hmm. each phase, there are some questions that you need to ask yourself. So for mm-hmm. the acknowledgement phase, it will be, why am I here? Mm-hmm. You know, how did I get there? Acknowledging where you are. And like I said, although it's it's a single, you can speak to it from a relationship aspect. You know, mm-hmm. how did we get here? You know, if the relationship started off good and we're rocky, where are we now in our relationship and how mm-hmm. did we get here? Mm-hmm. Well, this requires you know, that you're open and that you're honest with yourself. It's not a blame game. It's about people taking personal inventory and personal accountability for their actions mm-hmm. in order to get better because we want to get better, right? Mm-hmm. We want to have healthy, meaningful relationships. And this, it starts with self. If I want to have a good relationship with you, I have to have a good relationship with myself because mm-hmm. if yeah. I can't mm-hmm. love me like me, mm-hmm. how can you love men like me? So for me, you know, it starts with that. And then the second step will be to accept. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why are we here? How did we get here? Okay. This is where we are. This is where we're trying to go. So we've acknowledged it. Okay. Now we're accepting. it. Now accepting doesn't mean settle. You know, it doesn't mean, oh, we just got here. This is where we are. Yeah. It means being, you know, being open. Okay. This is where we are now, but we still have a destination that we want to reach. You know, this is not our final destination. So, okay, this involves another set of questions and some other things that you need to do in order to get to the final stage, which is the adjustment. The adjustment is equally as important and equally as hard as the acknowledgement phase. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard for us to admit our faults and flaws and failures. I'm going to just keep it real. You know, although we're not human and we all have faults, we don't like to admit them. Not Mm -hmm. to other people, you know. You can't tell me nothing about me. You know, I don't want. I don't want to admit my issues. So that goes Mm -hmm. with the uh, acknowledgement. But like I said, the adjustment is equally important because this is when you are going to do the work. This is when you are going to make those necessary changes in order to get better for Mm -hmm. yourself or your relationship. So as Mm -hmm. I stated, it's a three-step process, and it all requires that you ask yourself some questions or your Mm -hmm. partner, you know, ask themselves. So Although I said you do it by yourself, you do it for yourself, you don't do it by yourself because you're going to have that support. You're going to have that coach. You're going to have that mentor. You're going to have that family member or whoever your support system is, you know, cheering you on and and holding you accountable. So that's the beauty of it. And -hmm. just making sure that when you get to the acceptance phase for, for singles or even other people, this is when you have to ask the questions who do i need to cut out mm. who do i need to remove from my life or you know mm. what what do i need to let go and mm-hmm. we don't always like to let go mm-hmm. we don't like to let go and you know mm-hmm. that so it's very important you know that's mm-hmm. what i'm saying it's, it's some hard questions you're gonna have to face some hard truths about ourselves but if you want to get better on an individual level and on a relational level this is mm-hmm. what you're gonna have to do so it's my triple a mm-hmm. method Knowledge, accept, and adjust, and I speak
0: about it in my book. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, and, and before uh, before we go into your book, but why do people don't want to let go? Why is that? I
1: think it's hard for us because we yeah. become comfortable. Mm-hmm. We become comfortable sometimes, and we fear the unknown. So, when you think about, probably on a personal level, for me, a relationship, you know, that you've engaged in. That may have started out healthy, and you know maybe ended up on the more unhealthy side um, yeah. with the toxic traits. And mm-hmm. because you were familiar with this person, because you had a history, because you know, like I said, you had a child, or because you felt that they were better than that, you know, they were just going through something, and you saw better in them. You saw their potential. And you yeah. want it for me, you know, you want it to be that ride or die. You want to stand by your man. You want to be there mm-hmm. to the end. Yeah. You, were there, you know, at the beginning, then sometimes it is hard to let go because it's letting go of a piece of yourself when you've invested yeah. time, yeah. you know, and you've invested, you know, resources. And I'm not just speaking on financial money, but you invest in time. You know, you've made sacrifices. You mm-hmm. You know, you've worked hard to make this thing work and it doesn't work out the way you want it. It's not always that easy to let go. Now, we're not going to talk about it. If y'all have property, you know, and kids, you're really trying to hold on to it because you feel that that's what you should do. You know, you don't want to be considered a failure. You don't want to be a statistic, you know, with having a failed relationship or marriage. So you do everything you can within your power to hold on to it. But sometimes the best thing you can do is let it go because when you hold on too much and too tight mm-hmm. i've learned you lose a part of yourself in the process mm-hmm. you know you lose a part of yourself mm-hmm. in a relationship but with the person because some of your identity is intertwined with theirs so you yeah. lose yourself you lose yeah. that part of you so mm-hmm. that's why sometimes it's hard to let go you know i can't speak on everybody but more from a yeah. personal level yeah. different people have different reasons for letting go but that's why it has been hard for me to let go but yeah. On the flip side of yeah. that, I'm a very strong advocate of self-love. So I'm yeah. like, I got to yeah. love me first and most outside yeah. of God. Yeah. Next yeah. self-love is, is the best love, you know, because if yeah. I want to, if I want to love you and, and people say that, I think they don't really mean it, but if I want to truly love you and know you, I have to love myself. Yeah. And what I've learned is you're mm-hmm. all created in God's image and likeness. So we're yeah. all perfect in his sight. Yeah. And when we began to see ourselves and others the way that God sees us, that's when we get into that agape love, you know, not love based on conditions or circumstances of what you can do for me or what I can do for you. And and you know about that, I, I use your word agape, you know what agape love is, so that's really making sure that you're able to get to that point. But if you don't love yourself and you don't have that relationship and love for God, you won't be able to express that to others. Mm-hmm. Because people love mm-hmm. you the best way they know how. So mm-hmm. if I experience mm-hmm. this idea, um, you know, of love growing up, it may be experienced a type of it may be different from the type of love you experienced, you mm-hmm. know, growing up. Yeah. So I'm gonna give you what I know, but that's not what you're used to. So yeah. we have to be yeah. able to teach people how to love us, and we have mm-hmm. to, you know, be open and willing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you want to teach me how to love you. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, you grew up in a different environment, so. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, if I don't want to just accept the love that you give me because it's not what I'm used to or what I want, I have to be able to communicate to you the type of love that I want and need, and if it's within your capacity, and if you're able to love me that way, and you are willing, then you
0: will. Hmm. Mm. So How do you get people to see the bright side of light and trying to get past their hurts? Hmm that requires some time and mm-hmm. uh, that
1: requires you know, it was always time time heals all wounds it's who shall pass it requires time it requires some hard work and effort it requires mm-hmm. some intentionality
0: yeah
1: i i use the word intentional because anything you, to do you, you have to be intentional you know we have to mm-hmm. be able to be intentional. So yes, I was hurt, but I want to get past it. So I have to forgive myself. Mm
0: -hmm. And I
1: speak about that in my book too. I have to forgive myself. I have to forgive the other person and I have to be intentional in my process. You know, I can't wallow in self-pity and self-doubt and woe is me. I have Mm -hmm. to be proactive in my process. And that's where the self-love practice comes in as well. I have to Mm -hmm. practice engaging in healthy self-love. You know, mm-hmm. finding out what makes me happy, and finding out what it is that I want to need and getting back to that place and space prior to the relationship. Because the mm-hmm. relationship, you know, it takes some some things out of you. You know, we work hard, we have families, we have jobs, we entrepreneurs. So we have a lot of things going on and competing for our time. So it's very important that we find a healthy balance. And mm-hmm that's kind of hard to do sometimes. I'm going to just keep it real. I still struggle with finding my healthy balance sometimes Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: it's just so much, you know, life is always happening. It doesn't stop. You can't pause it because you're going through something, you know, and especially in light of what we're going through now, you know, with COVID and the economy, Mm -hmm. it's just one thing after another. So you have to make sure that you are in the best physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, financial place that you can so that you can, you know, navigate all these waves and making mm-hmm. sure that you have healthy relationships is very mm-hmm.
0: important. Oh, okay. Uh, so now uh, what I really want to discuss too, because you had just published a book and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to purchase your book when I get a chance. Um, but, um, is your book mostly geared toward women or is it just for everybody? I would say everyone. Now, I will be honest. The
1: majority of my supporters are people who have purchased it has been women. I do have men as well, but more women. But mm-hmm. it speaks to all types of relationships. So let me just give you a little bit about my book. It's not just romantic relationships. In my book, I address faith, finances, friends, family The relationship with your partner, your spouse, your children, as well as yourself. So I address Mm -hmm. all types of relationships. And I speak about making sure that they are healthy, they are mutually beneficial, and that you acknowledge and appreciate them. Because oftentimes Mm -hmm. in life, we take relationships for granted. You know, we don't really we're in them. We're not in them. We're moving on to the next. And we don't really appreciate the lessons and blessings. And you'll hear me say that a lot because it's very important that we get the lessons and blessings that these relationships are designed to teach us. And when you're bitter and broken because it failed or didn't last, you aren't able to to see the beauty in why the relationship started. You know, you aren't able to say at one point in time we engaged in this relationship because we wanted to. There was something mm-hmm. that, you know, attracted me or this person. There was something that we brought to each other. And mm-hmm. now that it's over, we're so blinded and hurt, we can't see that. So we mm-hmm. lose sight of it. And that's when we have the pessimistic view because we aren't able to see the beauty and the good that came from the
0: relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm. So can, can you give us a synopsis uh, a synopsis or a summary of your book? And what are the specific chapters that actually stood out to you? OK, so
1: pretty much in a nutshell, my book is about health and meaningful relationships. As I just shared, I start with um, the book is three sections, living the life, learning the lessons and loving the legacy. And each section has three chapters that relate to what that entails for me. So section one, live in the light. My first chapter is Faith Is, chapter two, Family Matters, chapter three, Friends and Finances. And then those I speak about are early influence. First of all, for me, everything starts with my faith. Everything begins with God. He is the ultimate relationship. And when I look at what I want and need in relationships, I mean, everything that I want to need, if you think about it, is what God is. It's who he is. He's loving, compassionate. He's forgiving. He's what loyal. He communicates with us. He makes sacrifices. So for me, you know, everybody different. But when I look at it, that's what he is. It's who he is. So that's Mm -hmm. the type of relationship that we should seek to want. And he is the ultimate, the beginning and the ending. So that was very a no-brainer that I saw with him. First chapter. This what got this book written, done. Life was happening, so that's Faith.
0: Next, mm-hmm. we move
1: to our family. We don't really acknowledge the relationship with our family because I realize when you say relationship, most people don't yeah. think about that. So that's my yeah. family. But mm-hmm. what I'm here to encourage them is that it's still a relationship because there's a connection that you have with two or more people based mm-hmm. on, you know, Webster's definition of a relationship. And you still want to make sure it's healthy. How many Mm -hmm. broken family relationships do we have out there, you know, because of miscommunication, because of generational curses or, you know, other things of that nature. So Mm -hmm. it's very important that we cultivate those family relationships and make sure that we give just as much as we get. So in Mm -hmm. that chapter, I speak about my parents. I speak about my daughter. I speak about other big influences in my life. My paternal Mm -hmm. grandmother, um, who the book is dedicated to. She's no longer here with me. Um, I speak about her influence on me, you know, as a child, instilling mm-hmm. those values of having a strong spiritual foundation, getting an education, being independent, you know, being able to have dreams and go after them. I speak about those influences that she instilled in me at the age that I am in turn instilling in my daughter. I have a 10-year-old daughter. So, you know, speaking about relationships, like I did and appreciating them, I speak about my uncle. He's another big influence, you know. Always supportive, always there. Um, Even now, you know, even when I didn't make the best decisions, you know, never judging, just always loving, always supporting, generous, just the type of man you would want to be with. You know, so I speak about him and then I talk about some friends and friends I have on two different spectrums, friends that you grew up with, you know, middle school, high school. And then friends that you meet later in life. Now, friends is a term that you can give to everybody. And I know mm-hmm. we're in a social media world, so you my mm-hmm. Facebook friend, you my Instagram. That's different. You know, that's different mm-hmm. from the friends that I'm referring to, friends mm-hmm. that you know. So being mindful of giving that title, because there's associates, people you know, and there are friends, people who have been there, you know, thick and thin good, bad, sunshine, rain, a person that you make a way, mm-hmm. like I said, even ones that come later in life, but based on the relationship, you know, you still consider them a friend. So I speak about that mm-hmm. in that chapter because friends are our chosen family. You know, we mm-hmm. cannot choose the family we are born into, but we can't choose our friends. So making yes. sure that we choose friends that are going to be supportive, that are going to be dependable. And mm-hmm. acknowledge that we have to be those things also. Because you know the Bible says he has friends must first show himself friendly. So mm-hmm. if I want to have a friend, I need to be a friend and make sure that I'm giving, you know, them the same thing that I want. So mm-hmm. from there we go to finances. And you know, it's just a quick little thing. From there we go to finances. So I get a lot of people with that because they don't really consider finances as a relationship that you can be mm-hmm. in. And
0: yeah. I
1: think about it from the standpoint of being a good steward of what god has given us you know making sure that we are you know giving you know we're tired we're giving we're doing everything that he that we can with the blessings that he has so that's sold upon us so from my standpoint being a child and things are different now but our parents didn't really discuss you know money they went to work they made money they gave us an allowance they didn't discuss financial matters you know around children mm-hmm. so it did two things we had money we had an allowance but it didn't prepare me for when i got older it's a common credit card mm-hmm. yeah so you know everybody was credit <laughs> and i was like hey i can i can use the credit card and only pay 20 dollars a month you know for mm-hmm. my bill mm-hmm. but because i didn't have that education or that mindset of having a credit you know paying your bills on time. Yes, you're only paying a minimum twenty dollars, but you have finance charges. You have interest. So just Mm -hmm. making sure that we are educating our children now with the basic, you know, financials of money. You know, making sure they understand money is a resource. It's a tool to, you know, provide certain things. God Mm -hmm. is the source. But the people, the finances, you know, the things that He blesses us with are the resources. So just Mm -hmm. making sure that you're of the little that you have now because if you're not doing well with the little how can he bless you with more Mm -hmm. so just making sure that you have a good mindset about money and making sure that it's reflective of the choices that you make and you know making sure that you're educating yourself as well as your children on others of the importance on credit you know paying your bills on time making sure that you pay more than the minimum all the things that i learned now that i didn't know then that I had to learn that gave me not such a good relationship with money in the beginning, but I've mm. learned it. So now I'm learning with money. Mm. Awesome. Then we go to section. Learning the lessons. So now, you know, we've lived a little bit. I talked about family, faith, friends. Now we're starting to learn the lessons. And in this section, I have three chapters that relate to what learning the lessons mean to me. So chapter four is choices, chances, and changes. And then that chapter, I just speak about the choices that we make. You know, every mm-hmm. day that God wakes us up, I'm not going to say we wake up. Every day God blesses us with another day and mm-hmm. we wake up, we have choices to make. You know, we choose mm-hmm. what we want to eat, what we want to wear, you know, how what kind of hairstyle I'm going to have today, what, mm-hmm. what are you going to put on so we make changes mm-hmm. every day and you know, some choices are good and some choices are not so good, but it's being mindful that even if we don't make the best choices, you can learn from them. You don't mm. have to beat yourself up. About it. You don't have to let your past dictate your present or determine your future. The key is mm. to learn and make yeah. better choices you know, in the future. And for me, it's, it's on another level because I have a child now. So the choices that I make not only affect me, they affect her. And mm. I don't want my child have to, you know, live with or pay for a decision that I made. So now I'm more mindful of the choices that I make and make sure that they are indicative, you know, of, of who I am and where I'm going at this point in my life. So that there'll be good choices for good benefits, you know, not consequences and repercussions. So that's pretty much chapter four, just being mindful of the choices that we make. I'm taking chances and taking risks, but within reason. Then we get to chapter five, mm-hmm. commitment to relationships. So that's where I speak about, you know, the basic elements I shared earlier, making sure that relationships are healthy, that we cultivate them, you know, whether it's business, personal, uh, friendship, financial, with God, with ourselves, making sure that we are giving as much as we are getting, you know, relationships mm-hmm. are a not take, 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 but what can you give to the relationship? What can mm-hmm. you bring to? You're gonna get something from it, but you know, you want to give just as much as you get as well So I mm-hmm. speak about trust loyalty honesty and like I say remember our relationships are not created equally mm-hmm. So they may not have all of those components But I just offer those basic ingredients because I feel that they do lead to a Strong foundation, you know a healthy foundation. So your relationship may need a little bit more a little Mm -hmm. bit less, but you know, it it will need some, if not all of those things, and just being able to to communicate. From Mm -hmm. there, we go to chapter six, communication is the key. And this is when I break down the various forms of communication, because Mm -hmm. as I shared, it's talking and listening. It's actively engaging, you know, it's paying attention, not being on a cell phone, it's not this, (laughs) but it's making sure that you know, you are understanding what the person is saying. You know, I'm saying one thing and you are receiving it as it's meant. Now, I can't control the way you receive the message, but just making sure that I am communicating it as effective as possible and that, you know, it comes out. So just different forms of communication, knowing your communication style as well as that of the other person that you are communicating with is very important as well. And just making sure that you keep those lines open, that you are you know comfortable and able to communicate with your partner and i give a few tips on you know certain types of communication business face-to-face when possible never text message emails can kind of be construed i have a different tone. face-to-face when possible i know we're a now so things are virtual you know can work um phone can be if necessary but not text message for business unless the person uh, prefers to be to use that form as a communication, but not for personal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just learning to be mindful of your reactions and responses when a person is communicating, making sure that your nonverbal cues, your body language, is indicative, you know, of your verbal cues. You know that they relate. Mm-hmm. Your body isn't yeah. saying one thing, and your mouth saying different mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So now, <laughs> yeah. We're, okay. Oh, keep on going, keep on going. It's the last part. So now we're yeah. going to loving the legacy. So this is the third yeah. section, loving the legacy. And in this, um, I have my three chapters. So chapter seven, time is of the essence. One of my favorite chapters, time is very important. You know, time is something that's always going to be there. When we're no longer here, time will still be gone. So this one was really something that made me appreciate time more, have a different understanding of time because it's like, there's a mystery. You know, where does it come from? Where does it go? It's always coming and it's always going so fast. And it speaks to spending time with your family, um, you know, with your partner, your spouse, and having a healthy balance of time spent together and apart as well. So just making sure that you are using your time wisely, being effective with it, that you are making the most of your time. And in that chapter, I also speak about time as it relates to relationships. You know, don't rush, don't move too fast. I reference a particular relationship, a specific relationship where you need to take time to get to know yourself. You know, after a relationship ends, like we spoke about fail, but don't jump into another one next week or next month. Take this time to get to know yourself, to regroup, to refresh, you know, to things about yourself, to, to relearn those things. So oftentimes we do that unintentionally our relationship will end and then before you know we're in another one and i don't think mm-hmm. it's something we do intentionally you know you just it ends and then you buy yourself and then you start conversating with somebody you know you're talking on the phone you're spending time together and Then the next you know you're like in an official unofficial relationship you know you haven't said i'm your girl you my man but other relationship ain't. so It's it's good to be mindful and that relates to taking time to get to know yourself as well as the person. And I also reference when you start a new job, there's a training period, there's a time period that you have to undergo, you know, you're what, 36, you know, so that time in relationships to get to know the person, you know, to get to know yourself because you're with a different person. So there may be something different that comes out of you, you know, it may be some different qualities or characteristics. So quickly, chapter eight, stay true to me and just staying true to who God created you to be. Um, That's when I kind of speak about the self-love and just really knowing who you are. And the only way that you can know who you are, in my opinion, is if you know God because he created you. So he knows you better than anyone, you know, before you were even born. So just making sure that you are in that place. Um, that you can be the person that God created you to be and you can practice that self-love and you can learn to Love yourself, false flaws and failures and to embrace yourself And that allows other people to love you and embrace your false flaws and failures as well Um, mm. Chapter 9, transforming light and tying it all together Just making sure that we are letting our light shine You know that we are being beacons of light and hope to others In their relationships, in their lives and just Letting people see the God in us, the good in us, and not being afraid to show that to the world. You know, my nickname is Hollywood. Um, I love my shade and Hollywood with a sparkle. Stars were made to shine. So for me, it was about letting letting your light shine. You know, everyone has has their thing. Everyone has it. I um the it factor I call it. You know, Omar mm-hmm. has his has his. I have my it, but it's something mm-hmm. different. But thing is my thing but you know not being afraid to be that thing and let that thing shine to others and that gives them hope and encouragement to let their life shine as well so it's it's a journey I take you on a journey in the book um all types of relationships bringing you back giving you some of my story of of where it started and, and where it currently is um so one quick thing love to read write, speak and act as a young girl, about eight or nine years old, started writing my first book, talking about life, my experiences, my family, just talking about all things. And of course, as I got older, you know, other things replaced that time. So I didn't write as much. Um, Love poetry, used to write poetry as well. But I'm sharing that to say life has a way of bringing you back to where you're meant to be. It's a circle. And I started here and I never thought I'm going to be an author. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I'm going to be a speaker. And I always love to speak and act and plays. And I was on program and church and high school and plays in college. But I never thought this was where I was going to end up. And life is a journey. But the importance is the people that you meet along the way are people that are part of your journey. And I referenced the Wizard of Oz, you know, Dorothy and the characters. Mm-hmm. And every person has <clears throat> And Although they didn't know it was with, was within them, because everything we need we already have within us, and I believe that you know that. And sometimes we just need others to help bring it out. You know, they all had something they needed to bring together. And once they got together, they were able to, you know, to, to kill the witch. But they mm-hmm. already had the power that they had. they already had the heart and the courage. In um, the ability to go back home in the brain because they were thinking for their friends and protecting them and helping them. And sometimes God will send people into our lives that we need to bring those things out of us. And that speaks to the power of connections, connecting mm-hmm. with the right person at the right time, like you and mm-hmm. I need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's not my- yeah. in the
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I mean, that was good. That was good. Um, There's a lot of gems, um, pretty much, that you brought out. Now, um, uh, two more questions, and then uh, we're going to end it after that. But um, you mentioned about the AAA method, Acknowledge, Accept, and Address. Um, Could you give me a little detail about that? And then you can actually go into um, just letting everybody know your love handles, uh, where they can actually locate you, and um, how can they also purchase your book. Okay. So back to my acknowledge, accept, adjust.
1: So when I reference that part in the book, it's more of a self-reflection and self-evaluation, you know, from that standpoint. Um, I recommend you do it as often as needed. You know, it's it's not a a one-time thing, it's not an overnight thing, it's a process, but it is designed to help you get better. And I think oftentimes we don't have, we don't take that time to self-reflect. And self-evaluate and not just from a relational standpoint, just a personal standpoint, a business standpoint. You know, where am I? Where do I want to be? And that came about from an acknowledgement that I had to make about myself at that time that I share in the book. But you're going to have to get the book to get that acknowledgement because I ain't giving it to you. But <laughs> it was an acknowledgement that I had to make about myself. And that's when I say that there will be those times when you have to look in a mirror. And you have to face, you know, those harsh truths and realities. I mean, you know, looking at my life and where I was and, you know, things were pretty good, but I knew that I had greater potential. I knew that I could be more and I can do more and be better than I was. So that was something I acknowledged about myself, okay? Why am I here? And then that also went to, like I say, you have to be responsible and accountable. That could have been because some of the choices I made wasn't so good, you know? I wasn't there because else choice i was there because of a choice i made or did not make because what i've learned is important is when you don't make a choice that's making a choice so think about it if you choose Mm -hmm. to do nothing you're actually choosing to do something yeah so to be mindful you know it's not always what you did sometimes it's what you didn't do so just Mm -hmm. thinking about the choices that i made you know as it related to relationships as it related to business, as it related to finances, as it related, you know, to personal things had gotten me to that point. Mm-hmm. So if I had made better choices, if I changed my mindset and the way that I view certain things and people, maybe I wouldn't have been there. So that's the acknowledgement. But here, I accepted it. I can't blame you because I'm here. Okay, I'm here. But this is not where I want to stay. This is where I am now. So that's the acceptance. I'm here now. Okay, mm-hmm. I got here. I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't want to be here. I don't like it here. So what can I do to go to the next level, to go to the next phase? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's in phases. So like I said, when you accept, you don't just settle. Oh, I'm just I'm just here. No. Okay, I'm here. Okay, cool. I I got myself here. So now I have to get myself to the next point. So that's when we get to the adjustment I speak about. Who do Mm -hmm. I need to let go? What relationships do I need to let go? What relationships do I need to foster, create? Do I need a coach? Do I need a mentor? Do I need a, a, um, a personal trainer? You know, based on that area that you're working on, that adjustment speaks to the person that you need to help you. You know, mm-hmm. who can help me? Into the next level? OK, I'm trying to get my body right. So I need to see um, a personal trainer. I need to go to the gym. You know, so that speaks to the, okay, now you know what to do, but how can you do it? Who can help you do it? And then that's when you make the necessary changes and adjustments. That's when mm-hmm. you get rid of some people, get rid of some things, change the mindset and make sure that you are attracting other people. I don't want to say attracting other things, but you know, other people and maybe things, positive things into that to help you get better. So that's my AAA method. Acknowledge, accept. Mm-hmm. And adjust, and it's something if you really think about it, you know, that that we do or should do often. And mm. I always say you, know, you do it for yourself, but not by yourself. Mm. And I say that before mm. because when people think about self, you know, so I need to evaluate, I need to reflect, and that's true because I can't reflect for you, Omar. I mm. can't evaluate you, not know, give you my evaluation of you, but you need to reflect and evaluate yourself, and then. You can say, okay, well, you know, this is what I found, you know, and then if you need help, okay, well, I've noticed this or I need some help in this area. I'm deficient. Mm -hmm. Okay, then I can help you. Mm -hmm. But you've got to have that support system. Like I said, and it's very important that you have that support system. A coach, a mentor, a family member, a friend. It's very important that you have that. Um, Mm -hmm. And and that's my Mm statement.
0: Okay, all right. Now, just let everybody know uh, where they actually can purchase your book and uh, where they can actually locate it, you know.
1: Okay, well, you can purchase my book on my website. I'm going to give you my website first because there I have t shirts, I have tote bags, I have coffee mugs. Okay. I have everything that you want as it relates to Live, Learn, Love, I have a um, companion workbook. And I'm currently working on the devotional journal. My Mm. website is www.terrisherelle.com. And we can make sure we can um, put it there. It's T-E-R-I-E-C-E-C-H-E-R-E-L-L. You can also find me on Facebook as Terri Sherelle. I also have a page for the book, Live, Learn, Love with an Open Heart. You can find me on Twitter, Terri Sherelle. Instagram, I am Terri Sherelle. And you can also purchase the book on Amazon Kindle and Barnes and Noble's
0: paper book and e-book Nook. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I thank you actually for coming here on tonight because everybody really um, we talk about relationships a lot, but however, um, we there are a lot of people who are in the slump. And they don't know how to get out of that space of hurt and pain. So it's good to come up with these uh, actual subjects to give people an open, broader view or perspective about life and how to just move on and just being more optimistic about um, not being in their past but moving forward and actually looking to looking forward to the brighter side of life. So this discussion uh in my book was really good. <laughs> thank you, you know thank you. So, I appreciate it. Yeah. it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, definitely. So um I'm just gonna we're gonna end the conversation tonight. If there are any questions that anybody would like to ask or uh uh, if you want to, you could just, you know, just drop your link, you know, after the conversation and uh, or I can do it myself. You know, I can you know, do that as well. But uh, I just, just thank you for the conversation that we have tonight. And uh, we're going to look forward to you um, to being actually on more panel discussions. And then we'll share yes. more from then. OK. Yes. Thank you so much. Have a good night. All right. Have a good night. Bye
1: bye.